Hello, welcome to episode 21 of the Glasgow Motorway Archive podcast, a podcast all about the history and construction of the city's motorways and expressways. I'm John Hassel. And I'm Stuart Beard. John, it's just you and me again. Again. We just scared everyone away now. We've scared just, everyone away. Just us. But it's I good. think it's good. Yeah, it is. I think it's good. How have you been? I've been fine. How have you been? Yeah, I'm all right. All right. I mean, just, uh, I think this is now the third podcast I've done where I'm either got a cold or I'm getting over a cold. Yeah, I mean, this is just these excuses just yeah, don't wash with me just anymore. It's my husky radio voice. Yeah, That's what I'm working on. Yeah, it's only a good thing. Listeners love it. Yeah, anyway, I think you'll agree we have a very interesting subject we do. this month. We do, and it was all my idea. <laughs> Aren't they all? Aren't they all? <laughs> anyway, it's our Lanarkshire special. Oh, wonderful. And what we're going to talk about this month is the E725. Mm-hmm. Now, that's two very distinct roads yes. that share the same number. So that's the East Kilbride Expressway yeah. and the Bellsell Bypass. Okay. And also some of the roads, the Queensway and the Kingsway, Mm-hmm. through East Kilbride as well they're kind of part yeah. of that so I'm going to mention them as well mm-hmm. then we're going to talk a little bit about the A8 yeah no but by the A8 do we mean well we're talking about the A8 that goes from Bailiston to New Hatch well the old section of it that's through there yeah not not Port Glasgow alright oh, right, yeah. that section yeah. so that part of the A8 right yeah. okay that's good That's. I'm glad you clarified which, that which they, still exists it still exists <laughs> uh, then after that I suppose we'll take one or two questions yeah and as with the last edition, we're going to keep it below the hour. Yes, keep Because it that brief. seems to be popular. We'll it keep does. it brief, we're not going to talk forever. <laughs> Although, I always say this, I wish we could. Yep. So, and, big, big subject. I know. And then what? we're going to tell you just one or two things about what we're doing as well. Yeah. Aren't we? Yes. Okay, so on that happy note then, mm-hmm. shall we get straight into it? Let's do it, man. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, John. All Episode right. 21. 21. One special. Mm-hmm. Tell us all about the A725. So the A725. Hmm. Let's go from north to south. So the section that we are... Okay, well, we'll start up at Shorehead, okay? Because we're going to talk about the, the sections that we've got here, which are the kind of dual carriageway sections that we're interested in. Yeah. So it starts up at Shorehead. Mm-hmm. And then it goes down towards kind of like you know where um like where the Hilton is and down towards like Belsey Hill. Oh yes, yes. And those sections round there it goes around past Orbiston and eventually goes down towards the Wraith interchange where it meets the M seventy four. So that's the section that's the Bells Hill bypass. Yes. And that was <laughs> the first section of the road to be constructed. It was. Beyond yeah. that point. Yes. It goes past Blantyre and goes yes. off towards East Kilbride. Mm-hmm. That is known as well. This is this is a, a really far out there name, but it's known as the East Kilbride Expressway. Yeah, who would have thought it? Mm-hmm. You know. So um, yeah, it's they share the same number as you said earlier, but two very different roads. I mean, the East Kilbride Expressway actually came later. Yes, it did. To and be honest, th- with there's you. some interesting stories behind each of the schemes as well. Yeah, uh, okay. which I think will be good to talk about. Um, okay. They didn't. Now, these schemes we should point out. These schemes weren't part of the highway plan for Glasgow. Nope. These were out with the Glasgow City uh, discussions. They were later included in the Greater Glasgow Transportation Study proposals of 1967, but they were very much a Lanark County Council schemes. Mm. Uh, the East Kilbride Newtown had some influence on the East Kilbride Expressway element, mm. and the other part, the Bellsill Bypass, that was a Lanark County uh, scheme to link the M74 with the M8, or the yes. M8 as it was at that time. The thing is with this, I I remember you and I went about two or three years ago really trying to hunt down information on these ones yeah and they were tough 
Yeah. We actually learned that the Belsal Bypass itself didn't it didn't open to any fanfare. No, it really didn't. <laughs> it really didn't. There was no opening booklet. There was nothing like that. Uh, quite recently, uh, we, we have only come across construction photos of it when we, we've been over at Historic Environment Scotland. Yeah, and there's some stunning photos in amongst that, actually. I remember funny, those ones at Belsey Hill. The Belsey oh. Hill with nothing there. Because it was also rural. Yes, at that time. that's right. You know, Bells Hill has obviously built up quite a bit with mm. the industrial park and the housing and stuff that's come up in the last few years. Mm-hmm. At that time, there was nothing on either side of that road, yeah. which incidentally, along a length of it, was actually an abandoned railway line. Oh, really right. the stretch from about Diamond Interchange, where the Hilton is today, mm. from there up to Shawhead, had been a railway. Well, that before the upgrade happened a few years ago, that it used to take a kind of a funny route up there, didn't it, where you went through... I would call it an underpass, but you went under a structure that was very railway-like. That's right. I remember that up there, because this is a road that's actually changed. And there's a couple of structures at the top end that actually were original railway structures. Mm. Uh, so there's a, where the North Calder Water goes under the A725, just south of Shawhead. Mm-hmm. That's an old railway uh, bridge that's so still It's there. one of these structures you don't realise you're on it. Yeah, it's an yeah. old masonry arch bridge, and mm-hmm. it's very much still there and still in use. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's that's the only one that's left now. As you said, there was the old one that used to take North Road over that's the right. E725 mm-hmm. southbound slip. That was demolished as part of the upgrade work, but that had been in the original uh, mm-hmm. railway bridge as well, um, which had been in use for years and years. So, yeah, it's an interesting stretch. So, are you wanting to start at the north end, the Coke Bridge end then of, yeah. the, of the route? if we pull up the figures on it, that would be good. Right, let's bring ha- them up Have a little now. look, because it's actually quite an old road. You know? Yes, it is. You're so right. So when when was it when was it opened? Have we got that information there? So is this from from Shawhead Junction to to Belt? Yeah, to, yeah. To, to what we know as Reef Interchange now, but they knew as Bovel Hall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we get into that, um, <clears throat> yeah, this is another thing. Is Wraith Interchange? It's, it's not actually the name of it. No. It's got a Sunday name, and it's Bovel Hall. Bovel Hall, which was yep. named after the village that sat on the site of Strathclyde mm-hmm. Loch. Yeah, no. but now everyone knows his Ray. Yeah. Now, something else that we should clarify. So, okay. the Belsall Bypass, as we know it, runs from Junction 5 of the M74 mm-hmm. all the way up to the M8 now at Shawhead and the A8 at Shawhead. Yeah. There was a section of road between Bells Hill and Wraith, or what we know as Wraith, at Bovwall. Mm-hmm. That existed prior to the Belsall Bypass, and that section was actually widened to dual carriageway. Yes, they well. So that was the section between Orbiston Junction. Yeah. And basically Bovel Bridge. I remember this section before the upgrade a few years ago, and the carriageways were quite separated, that's weren't right. they? Yeah. So yep. I wonder if they just kept the old road, and then they just slapped another carriageway down. Yeah, that's exactly that's it. Exactly the southbound it, yeah. carriageway, the old southbound carriageway, westbound carriageway, that was the original road. Mm. The, the northbound had been added in the, that makes the part sense. of the, the that upgrade. That makes sense. Uh, so, so it's going down the hill, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh, I remember that. So some facts and figures about the Bells Hill Bypass. It's a, it's a dual two-lane uh, road, as we know. Great uh, separated. Great separated in full. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, as the northern end doesn't great separated, really. No, be- well, that that's fine. You can excuse that. Yeah. But, you know, intermediate sections are. Yeah, so we've got know? First Junction, um, which we know as Diamond Interchange. Yeah. Uh, also... Strathclyde Business Park really now is, is probably what it's more known as or the Bells Hill Motherwell Food Park that well, existed to the, the, the other na- side the kind of nomenclature here is a bit funny isn't it because yeah. um, I mean uh, what is it North Alderston or something North, North Alderston Farm um, had yeah. sat on the west side of the road um, and so, existed even after the road opened yeah but no, I don't know if the junction's ever referred to as North Alderston no it won't be that's, that's, in, in, uh, that's insider speak 
uh, for the name of the bridge there. Right. Uh, but okay. it's not, certainly not the official name of the junction. It was always Diamond Interchange. So why is it called Diamond? Because it's shaped like a diamond. Or so it's it a was, diamond interchange. It was shaped like a diamond until the entrance to Strathclyde Business Park mm-hmm. was modified a few years ago and it kind of took the diamond shape away on that northwestern quarter. Yeah. Of the junction. The, the other three quarters of the diamond still kind of exist. Kind of exist, yeah. yeah. So and that then, was the reason for that. And then kind of going further south from that, we come to Belsey Hill. Yeah, we do. Well, Bel- Belsey Hill is a, is a roundabout interchange uh, where the A75 passes free flow underneath. Yep. And then there's a roundabout at the top. It's just kind of like your main junction along there for Bells Hill. Why is yeah. it called Belsey Hill, though? Why again, not Bells Hill? Well, again, Belsey Hill was the name of the farm that sat immediately west of the mm. junction, and it existed for years afterwards. The farm actually sat where the McDonald's and Esso and mm-hmm. the Premier Inn uh, service area are now. The yeah. farm was there. In fact, that farm existed until probably the early 90s, the yeah. early mid-90s, to be honest. I, I have a particular soft spot for this junction uh, a few years ago uh, i was doing a lot of work down there you know on the bells hill bypass itself because you know that's what i do yeah like a janitor on the roads yeah <laughs> um and uh, i remember spending about two weeks a night shift there uh, down at the section and it was during the summer and the nights were just lovely and i ate nothing but mcdonald's oh my two weeks. goodness that's the only thing you could eat you know and i could just walk there and stuff like that but those were good times terrible <laughs> terribly unhealthy terribly I'm sure you were doing a lot of exercise at the same time right? yeah I was up and you know what those embankments are like up and down there yeah yeah <laughs> Orbiston Junction mm. which is the next one along the so this is the, this is the Trumpet Junction yep. down yep. there but there is I mean this this one here was meant to be something more yeah so the junction layout there I mean, people mm. might wonder why it's a bit strange where you come off on the side and it's, as you say it's like a trumpet so you go underneath mm. and that was left deliberately clear on the east side for a future connection to the Motherwell Wisher expressway oh. uh, that was supposed to continue right across and that would have been a bypass of the A721 through Bells Hill mm. um, you know to the south uh, and a lot of the land for that was kept uh, held back until well into the 90s Mm-hmm. Um, it was only at that stage that they allowed some of it to go to housing but basically that dual carriageway from Motherwell to Bells Hill uh, would have run parallel with the railway line the main mm-hmm. Bells Hill line there yeah. uh, you know, to minimise the impact of it uh, through the golf course to the north of Strathclyde Park and then out to Motherwell uh, just roughly if people know the area where B&Q used to be which is just where the level crossing is Okay, just up a bit from there uh, so that would have run through there uh, mm. So that's why that's why Orbiston is that kind of strange shape yeah. that it is at the it moment. Is an, it is a, it is a funny junction that to yeah. be honest with you. And, and obviously, as we said earlier, the original road uh, into Bells Hill came out of there and continued down Went the Bray. Down. Uh, Bogsbury, funnily enough, the name of that that, that area is Bogsbury. Yeah. Uh, to anybody local there, they'll know that. Uh, there's a couple of bridges named. Uh, Do you Bogsbury know there's a funny area. structure on the A75 just north of Orbiston? Do you, Do you know what I mean? It's a uh, cattle creep. Oh yeah, that's right. For the old farm, yeah. you still let the farmer take his cattle through. It's all be filled in now, right enough. And but yeah, it's, and stuff uh, like that. It's still technically there. Yeah. yeah. Still so if there. you look in the central reservation, you can still see the glass kind of roof of it. That's right. You? The vent. Yeah. The, the vent. Grill. In, mm-hmm. It's a grill. Sorry, not glass. I'm thinking of something else. But yeah. it's a grill. You're thinking of those bridges on the M90 or the yeah. A90 south of the bridge that have glass center reserves. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's on my mind. Yeah. No, that that's fine. So yeah, going down the hill and we get to the mighty. Wraith Interchange or now, Bothwell Hall. Bothwell Hall. No, definitely just Wraith Interchange because that, that has well and truly taken over. Uh, before we talk about the underpass and things that came later, let's give you some facts and figures on the actual Bells Hill Bypass because that's where the Bells Hill Bypass ends. Yes. Uh, there's no trace of the original Bells Hill Bypass south of there anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that section itself that we discussed um, was designed by Lanark County Council and Baptist Sean Morton. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. who designed the M74 Hamilton Bypass mm-hmm. as well. And it was constructed by Watlings. Good old Watlings. Yep. Who the, the people so who we see in the many. Charing Cross photos. Yep. The ones with the green huts and the green vehicles mm. and, and things on site. Uh, very well-known civil engineering company mm. at that time. They've done well in the 60s. And the scheme only cost £1.3 million. Pounds, you which, know, you could do that with your lottery winnings. Yeah, so that's probably about 30-ish million now. Well, you know, if you consider your acquisition costs and all yeah. your feasibility studies and something, you're probably looking in the region of 200 million. Yeah, it would be much. <laughs> I don't know if it's that much, but before you, you've no idea. Yeah. People can waste money. <laughs> yeah. Now, until very recently, we had absolutely no records on this at all. Hmm. Then we did some digging. We spent a day in North Warwickshire Archives in Motherwell, very helpful guys there uh, at the Heritage Centre in Motherwell. And we looked yeah. through some of the old Motherwell and Bellsell newspapers. Newspapers are often a good way to go, yeah. yeah for these and things. that was when we were finally able to determine that the road opened in December of 1968. We always knew it was 1968 and that it had mm. come after the completion of the M74, but we didn't quite know when. And then we found this article that said, opened December 68, but with no fanfare. Yep. It's the, typical the road always opens in December. Yeah. Just want to get it uh, done. There was no opening ceremony. The county just didn't consider it important enough. It was just a link road. It wasn't a motorway, anything fancy. So there was no it, fancy it is, opening really. ceremony or brochures yeah. or anything like that produced. Mm. Answered a few questions for us because we're always on the hunt for, for opening booklets and, and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And then everything went quiet for a few years. There were any photographs, any old photographs, anything like that. There nope. were one or two in the old articles in the newspapers, but the quality of them was very poor. You yeah. couldn't really make out any detail. Then we started our volunteering at Historic Environment Scotland in Edinburgh. Mm. And I think it was on the second visit there that the box got opened up and what did we come across? Bell's Hill Bypass. Construction photos. Construction photos. Some of them just just prior to it opening as well, around about, you know, as we say, Bellsy Hill. And and there are literally hundreds of photographs of Mm. that road in there and we really, 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 really are looking forward to seeing those digitised. Oh, yeah. uh, Because some of them are really fascinating and it's one of these routes that's now, it's basically urban in nature. There's so much on either side Mm. of it. Mm -hmm. But at that time, there was nothing on either side of it from from one end of it to the other. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just so strange. There's actually parts of it. It's very difficult to identify exactly where it is, just mm-hmm. because of how green it is around it. You know. Yeah. So they they will be really really worth sharing. Yeah. Uh, and black and white though, but they, they are, are black good. and white. But even even so, the, the quality Fantastic. of them is pretty stunning because they were done professionally. So yeah, we're definitely going to share those. Okay. Um, anything else about that particular side? Yeah, there's something I want to add. This well, is there was something I was going to ask you, but you right, go ahead first. Right, well, so this is a road that I've used basically my, my entire life, being, being from Motherwell. It was mm. one we would scoot up and down. Now, now, years ago, that road was quiet. Off-peak, it was very quiet. You know, you mm. didn't get a lot of traffic on it. In fact, they only added the barriers in the centre reservation in the, in the early 2000s or the very late 90s. <laughs> yeah. You know, there was no barriers up the middle or anything. It had a, I don't know if it ever had a 70 limit, but it certainly had a 60 Mm-hmm. on it now Shawhead the northern end was always horrific it was horrendously mm-hmm. busy it just was totally over capacity and overloaded for years and years and years Yeah, and there's no denying that and that bit was always the weak link of it but actually the rest of the road wasn't too bad but mm. nowadays it very, is very busy. so busy that road Yeah, you know uncomfortably well, you, you, so you know why yeah because of course you're getting the motorway connection now the thing is Shawhead almost acted like a buffer yeah didn't it because Shawhead and, before and so the Wraith to an extent as and well. so did Wraith but the road has, even prior to those upgrades, always actually been a really handy cut between the M74 and the A8 slash M8. Yeah. So with those junctions improved, you know, traffic can just get onto that road now and, and it can actually work <clears throat> to its full potential. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
So I was just my question was simply what what's your opinion of it? But you've kind of given it there, to be honest with you. I think it's I, a useful section of road. I do, I've got I've got a big place in my heart for the Bell Cell Bypass just just because of the work I I done with it. You know. Yeah, as I say, I think it's useful. Mm. Um, it has a role. Yeah, it's very important. I don't so get now. caught on it. If I'm honest, I don't get caught in it now. Now you, you've got far more experience with it prior to the upgrade, but I, I've always found the road a delight. The queue and the, coming down the hill towards Wraith um, mm. used to be pretty awful, to be honest. And it was, you know, if you made it past Belsey Hill at night, heading south, you did well, even mm-hmm. before you hit the queue because it was so busy hitting the traffic lights. Uh, there are still some queues, but not anywhere near as bad as they used to be. Uh, and that, that I suppose takes us on to the upgrade now mm-hmm. talk briefly about the upgrade at the northern end of it first okay. so really they, they, they basically you, increased the, the capacity of it hugely it used to be shocking up there it was a kind of a folded diamond arrangement yeah. and they added a roundabout at some point to that, try and help that got out that added in 2002 2003 when they upgraded the A8 to include mm. the hard shoulders because when you used to have to try and turn right from the northbound 725 onto the eastbound A8 mm-hmm. that was horrific yeah, absolutely horrific. Which loads of people were doing HGVs yeah. and everything, you and know? there were no traffic signals. Yeah, it was basically a, a you know, it, yeah, it was give way. They they know? also added, and we don't know this, but they also added a slip road from A8 westbound to A725 southbound, oh, like that's a double right. link. Yeah, we think that went in sometime in the eighties, don't we? Mm. Based on the maps and things that we've looked at. So Shawhead is in its form now. <clears throat> excuse me, has a has massively improved just through mm. additional capacity, widening the bridge over the A8. Yeah. That in itself. It's, it's got a kind of an attenuation thing there. While there yeah. are traffic lights and everything there and stuff yeah. like that, it's just far more free flow. It really is. It's a far mm. more uh, far more decent route It's probably one use. of the things of that those whole upgrade works, you know, and, and the disruption and everything that comes with these road works is something that made such a massive benefit, you know, to people living there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so going to the other end then at Wraith. Mm. So... Congestion so, had existed on that junction since the 80s. Uh, initially, the, the, what we know as Junction 5 now, the Bovel Hall junction of the M74 was never considered to be a particularly important junction. Mm-hmm. Uh, junction 6, which is far more extensive and complex yep. as an interchange, the, was considered the, the junction. Yep. Junction 5 was mm. a simple diamond. Initially. No, no, no. It was as it, a roundabout. They, they had it as a roundabout initially, Sorry, yes, and it didn't. Right. It didn't have the the other roundabout. The, you know the one they got rid of, like Whistlebury, Whistlebury, Whistlebury yeah. Toll, and all that. Um, which is gone now. They yeah. got added later. Yeah, they did. So initially, it was just the single carriageway road coming through, obviously then dual carriageway to the south of Wraith. So heading towards Bovo and Whistlebury, that single carriageway road just continued up to to Bovo Bridge, mm. and then and then you could go left to Hamilton and right into to Bovo on what had been the old A seventy four. The construction of the East Coast Expressway kind of happened back to front. <laughs> so yeah. rather than now continue like directly south, mm. I think what we need to do is we need to jump to what stage one was. So we're going to so go all the way We're to... actually going to go all the way up to East Coast Newtown. Mm. And uh, basically, it's the Queensway mm-hmm. from Worley's Roundabout to the Kingsway. Oh, Worley's, right? the mm-hmm. new Wraith. So that's the dual carriageway <laughs> section here. The dual yep. carriageway section actually in East Kilbride mm-hmm. uh, that runs from, from A726 in the north all the way down to Willows in the south, as we said. That actually was completed in 1957 as part of the East Kilbride new town because the Kingsway and the Queensway were the first of the main oh, roads. That is, that is old, even yeah. in the context that we talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we know that it was designed by Lanark County Council. What we don't know at this stage is who built it or how much it cost. Mm-hmm. These are gaps in our knowledge that actually I don't like because we are pretty good at having these facts and figures. So if anybody 
has researched the history of Eastco of East Bride mm. and they know who built those original roads, the Queensway and the Kingsway. Mm-hmm. Let us know, would you, so we can yeah. update the website. In fairness to us, we really haven't looked too closely no. at it. You know, it's something we need to get into one day, but we will. Yeah. Because we yeah. love East Bride. Yeah. Now, we should clarify here as well that that part of the road isn't classified as East Bride Expressway. No. What we know is East Bride Expressway Stage 1... Mm. Runs from Whirlies Roundabout to Cross Basket. Yeah. All right. Now, have you ever noticed on the ground there's still a wee tiny wee section of dual carriageway, which you come off the southbound off slip as though you were heading to High Blantyre or, or Cross Basket, mm. and then you you proceed so far, and then you see, my goodness, that looks like an old section of dual carriageway there. That's because yep. that's because it was that was the original part of the dual carriageway. You show I've never seen this yeah. on the ground, but you've shown me this. Yeah. Yeah. On, on I think on satellite views yeah so i'm just going to which bring i'm up. sure you're going to bring up now yeah. so cue clicking of the mouse yeah, yeah we're going click, to bring click, up click. the google maps so i can show you on the ground because i want to name the road yeah. as well so that people can actually place it yeah no um, that's that's a good idea um this is a time while you're doing that to give my opinions on it yeah i find it an incredibly useful road uh obviously if you're getting to east Coast right i mean that's a pretty obvious thing for me to say but it has suffered in in recent years yeah you know, and I, I think maybe the, the Wraith upgrade has just allowed that traffic to just get straight through there. And at Whirlies, it's got... I found sections of it quite scary. It's it's a road that I do tend to watch my speed on. Yeah, so the original section of the dual carriageway ended oh, on Hamilton right. Road, the B7012, mm-hmm. the B7012, at the junction with Stony Meadow Road. And if you look at Google uh, Street View or if you, you look put- at Google Maps satellite view on it, we'll put it on satellite and you yep. can actually see the original dual carriageway and what was the northbound carriageway forces you into a right hand turn onto stony meadow road uh, but that is where mm. the original uh, road came to an end now yeah. i don't know if the intention initial perhaps initially was that that was the road was going to follow that alignment yeah and they then changed it and developed a new corridor um it just seems a bit strange that they built so much of that dual carriageway for it just to, you know just to end but i mean it was a convenient stopping point at that time probably um that section of uh, stage one of the motorway, uh, sorry, the so, motorway. Oh my goodness, I'm so used to talking about What are about you motorways. suggesting my here? Goodness, that we not... should have some blue line going all the way to East Kilbride? Yeah. You monster, Stuart. <laughs> anyway, right. Anyway, <laughs> <clears throat> it was completed in April 1967, mm. so about a year and a half prior to the Belsall Bypass. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was, a, so it was a key part of the East Kilbride New Town, mm. basically improving connections between Hamilton and Blantyre and East Kilbride. You can see why they've done this because the M74. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just get get people to the M74. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, it was it was designed by Lanark County Council, mm-hmm. as most of these schemes were at that time. In-house design. The contractor in this case was James Anderson and King. Who? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not one. I can all assume that they were a local Lanarkshire contractor mm. who uh, who got involved. Um, and this, not someone, uh, not a company that I don't think had been involved in any of the other uh, schemes. Mm. Uh, this scheme, incidentally, only cost £600,000. Very Goodness cheap. me, you could go on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and kind yeah, of do that and then yeah. and then buy that road. And just and build, just build it, country, yeah. yeah. exactly. Uh, now, stage one has changed a bit um, in recent years. 600,000. You, you'd spend that much money on a bat survey. I know. I know. We shouldn't yeah. joke about these things. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's true. <clears throat> it's true. So so that section, <laughs> at the northern end of that section, mm. uh, of the East Coast Expressway, there were some changes made in the early 1990s by Strathclyde Region. Mm. They built a link from the Nersten Roundabout, 
which is the one at B&Q. Oh, that's like Whirly's evil twin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know that one. Yeah. So yep, from yep. there, mm-hmm. and that cut right across to the East Coast Express, and there's a new bridge and things that went in there as well, um, just round about Bosworth Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was all built much later because of the traffic problems at Whirlies because Whirlies became a real bottleneck mm-hmm. uh, through the 90s and that's when the traffic signals and, and all of that get added in there to try and prove it but I must admit the problem has kind of come back with the completion yeah. of uh, Wraith and, and, and Shaw Head this is the, that's what I was saying the traffic you know. just ends up there uh, much more quickly than it used to and, uh, and the queuing is back very much need more roads man so phase one stage one whatever you want to call it Mm-hmm. That ended fairly nondescriptly there. Yeah. And they then decided, okay, yeah, we're going to take this all the way to the motorway. This is going to be our connection to the M74. Yeah, we had plans to connect it to the Glasgow system via the East Kilbride motorway mm-hmm. uh, and the other expressways and things that were talked about before. Mm-hmm. But Warner County wanted to connect it to the, the M74, which was mm-hmm. done. And that's what led us to stage two. Okay. Now, as is the case with Mm. construction of roads in this country Mm. it took rather a while (laughs) to make it happen and it wasn't actually until October 1978 that the cross basket to Auchin Wraith section Mm. was completed now this contract suffered from major problems major problems Mm. there was ground issues I believe there were old bings that had to be removed that the road was going to go through there were ground issues there were contractor issues it ended up running way over schedule I mean put it this way it had been designed by Lanark County Council Mm. by the time it was finished Strathclyde Regional Council had been in existence for three years yeah you know that's how much of a a problem this scheme was I think just with its late thing just all those issues aside remember we we did have the oil crisis and things like that at that time there was a period in that mid 70s when it was quite difficult to do these things and money being available and so it probably wouldn't have helped and that's reflected in the budget which said 600,000 for the first stretch Mm -hmm. well stage 2 cost 5.2 million wow yeah that's huge in terms of the, t- the time that we're talking it, it about. It looks a tricky bit of road. When you drive it, you think, oh, goodness me, it's gone yeah. uphill, it's winding through here and stuff yeah. like that. It's clever civil engineering, yeah. you know? Yeah, it is. Now, to tell you, so from Cross Basket, which is the end of stage one, down to Auchin Wraith. Mm. Now, Auchin Wraith, for those who are local, will know that that's Blantyre. Uh, and I'm just going to tell you the exact location. I know, because I was, gonna, was thinking about Auchin Wraith there. Yep. I was like, what? So what's that, he talking about? So that yep. takes you down, nowadays that takes you down past the, the Hill House Road. So mm. you've got the big uh, technology park, Hamilton International Technology Park. Now, I remember when that was added in the 1990s. Mm-hmm. That was one of these big industrial parks that got a lot of development. I have never been there. Well, I will take you. We'll take Yay, you up there and get a look. Out. <laughs> that has, now, it's typical, it's only in recent years that it's really started to grow and, and reach mm. the, the sort of a scale that they had originally envisaged. Helped a lot by a lot of new housing that's been built as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth going up there for a look. Auchin Wraith is basically the junction. Is that the roundabout um, junction? Yeah, it's the roundabout junction down oh. here with the B, again, it's the B712. Uh, the road into Hamilton. I like this junk. Is that the one that's got the underpasses on it? Yes, it is. It's got pedestrian underpasses that nobody knows about. That's right. That's right. <laughs> They're yeah. fantastic. Uh, yeah. the, 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 it's a bit the tight. Sort of, sort of yeah. streets off to the, the side there's Kirkton Avenue mm. uh, and First Road. Uh, you know, so they're the kind of ones there. And there are pedestrian underpasses on there which are well worth a look into if oh, you've never been in them. I love that. They are pretty good. Main mm. Street as well, coming down from High Blantyre. 
yeah. is there. So that section took you down to there. Now, we've got an excellent photo of stage two yes. on our East Kilbride Expressway A725 page. Again, completely unrecognisable now because it's such a jungle in there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it really, really is. Uh, and it's looking down um, towards Auchinwraith, actually, and you can see you can actually see the old... The old houses there as well. Bet you this course. is a road. If you have a time machine, go back very, very, very different yeah. back then to what it is now. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, but definitely, uh, definitely worth a look at that one. There's the underpasses mm. there as well. Wow. So, okay, after this, things actually start to get just a wee bit more complicated. <laughs> the because, saga continues. Because why not? Okay. Right? So, there's actually four stages of construction for the East Coast Expressway. So we spoke about stage one. We mm. spoke about stage two. Stage three was split into two: three A and three B. Strathclyde Region had a habit of doing that to split, co- you know, spread costs. It's a good idea. But uh, these stages were actually uh, carried out last. Stage four actually happened before stage three A and three B. Right now, stage four <laughs> didn't actually involve. The road itself. Stage four was like the dual carriageway upgrade around about Auchinwraith, mm. coming out of Hamilton. There were some amendments right. to the road so system. Right, so kind of like kind of an ancillary roads and things like that, yeah. plugging into it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. Now, 3A and 3B. Mm. Basically, 3A was the section from the M74 to Bovel Bridge, you know, the Whistlebury toll roundabout and all that. Mm. And 3B took it from New Bovel Bridge over the Clyde up to Auchinwraith. Mm-hmm. Right now, for the purposes of keeping it simple, we combine on the website. <coughs> we've combined all this into one single scheme, which was completed and open to traffic on the fifteenth of December, nineteen eighty-three. So again, another five years after stage two. Well, into the eighties now, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you know we're well. So that's fifteen years after the completion of the M seventy-four, mm-hmm. and tw- what twenty-five years after nearly after completion of the first stage up in East Kilbride itself, yeah. up in the Kingsway or the Queensway. You know, mm. so it took a good few years to actually get the body thing built and the connection in place. <laughs> uh, again, you can see the reflection in the costs, 12.2 yeah. million for the last section. The biggest aspect of that being the structure. It's a huge structure. So yeah. before everyone had to go over the old bridge. Yeah, you so know. you've got New Bothwell Bridge. That's the one over the so Clyde. And you've got the road actually going over the East when, M25 as well. When New Bothwell Bridge went in, was that when Whistlebury Town went in as well? Yeah, yeah. That was all 3A. That was stage, stage 3A. Right, okay. So we got all that out of it. There's a schematic on the website. Uh, at the very bottom of that A725 page mm-hmm. that actually shows you 3A and then 3B and you can see the limits see, between if, the two. Funny thing is because we are approaching Wraith again. Uh, one thing to mention is if you go onto our M74 page, yeah. I believe we have little drawings that we've got showing the differences in Wraith over the years when things were added. That's right. We've got some uh, drawings there that show the different layouts that, that, that existed. So if you, if you wanted, they, they, we've tinkered with Wraith for years. Yeah, absolutely. No. It's, been, it's been amended many times. Yeah. Uh, I should have said, Murdoch McKenzie also built stages 3A, 3B and 4 mm. as well. Motherwell-based company. Uh, still on the goes McKenzie construction. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, so they, they still exist. Uh, so that They've was got a little plug off us there, yep, eh? Yeah, indeed. <laughs> uh, the, yep. There are junctions on this stretch that we mm. should discuss. So after Auchin Wraith, you come around a few bends. Now, there was, a, there was a wee bit of controversy because a few of the old 1930s Forna block houses had to be demolished mm-hmm. to let the road squeeze through. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't completely through a nice empty line. There were some houses uh, in, in there that, that had to go. Uh, you know, some of them are obvious. Some yeah. of them not so much. You can see Auchinreef Terrace in there. Um, you know, so it's pretty obvious where we are. Auchinreef Road. Mm-hmm. All right. From there, we then proceed north, northeastwards. Yes. Okay. Then we come to this next strange junction. Which is the one on Glasgow Road, the A724. 
Is this the one with the slip road that no one knows about and uses? No, that, that's the one after that again. Right, okay. This one, the A724, it's, you can go north, uh, you can go southbound or westbound, hmm. and you can also go northbound or eastbound. But you it's can't like a come diamond, off. but it's missing yeah, a couple of slips. To, you yeah, need yeah, to use yeah. Auckland Reef Road to get back that way, or the next one. Now, for anybody who knows the area, that's where B&M and uh, Lidl and the Farm Foods, the wee mini kind of food retail park yeah. is there, um, just at Whistlebury Road. Now, like that section of the, the road coming out of Bells Hill, Whistlebury Road existed prior to the dual carriageway. So in the old days, if you were coming up from the motorway, you would come off Bovo Road, which mm. was the old A74. You could turn left. I actually use, see that on the, the image here. To go and on actually top. use Old Whistlebury Road. And that still runs parallel to mm. the A725 now. Now, that, that wee cheeky junction that John was talking about, there's a wee junction uh, off. Yeah, it's a lilo junction, actually. Lilo. Left, yeah, yeah, left in, left out. Which means you can come off going north or eastbound and go on going north or eastbound. It's particularly scary, isn't it? Because it's, yeah, it's, it's quite short, isn't it's it? Short. Yeah. It is short. Uh, and you can access that via Whistlebury Road and there's some really old signage in there, in fact. The A725 wasn't originally the A725. I believe it might have been the A775. <laughs> uh, and uh, E725 has actually plated on some of the original signs and that's still there. You I want to see that. that. Yeah. I want to see that. I will take you and show you. There's plenty to see there. Uh, and, and that kind of finishes the junctions for that. So Blantyre actually has quite a few junctions to get, you know, to get into it. Mm-hmm. There's like three junctions that you can use. It's a bit access. like Paisley. So yeah. many different junctions to get in, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Now, okay, after that, then that then brings us back down to Wraith, mm-hmm. which was amended hugely, as we, as we said, and the underpass was completed in 2017. With, its, with the bridge prior going over the Clyde. Yeah, in fact, it's just about three years ago uh, in the last few weeks since, since it actually opened to traffic. I remember it. Yeah, and, and I mean, it had an immediate effect, immediate impact on traffic. There's this um, thing I've always said about Wraith, um, and I, 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 I think the underpass is a great thing, um, but Wraith is actually more of a turning junction. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? So if most of the time you've got quite a lot of traffic coming off the M74, right? Yep. and then maybe taking the A725 north, Yep, yep. Or you've got traffic coming off the M74 South, taking the A75 South. You yeah, know, in which know case you mean, yeah. you mean you have to go round a roundabout. Yes. You know, so maybe maybe they should open the wallet a bit more and, you know, put on some ramps, you know, like a bit like what they've done down with the M sixty two M one. They've got a similar type of setup there, but they have extra ramps for the most popular movements. Yeah, you know? I think that would have been helpful it, here. It would have been very helpful. I don't think it was beyond the realms of possibility you know, um, to, to do something quite ambitious like that. But no, I am I am mostly satisfied with the yeah. upgrade, if I'm honest with you. And that contractor who built that didn't exactly uh, cover themselves in any glory in the way that it was constructed. At times mm. it was utterly chaotic. Um, the way that it was planned, the way that traffic management was handled, it mm. wasn't exactly... Well, well, I mean, th- this is, this is adds to the mix of the fact that that was, already, th- it was an incredibly busy junction. I mean, yeah. Wraith Interchange is quite funny. Stuart and I actually met each other, I think the first time just off this junction. And I... I used to avoid it like the plague. Yeah. A wraith was just just a hellscape. Um, you know, so when they were doing this upgrade, you can imagine that was like dialed up to 11. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, but it, it was tricky. It's very, very tricky. Another thing you have, see whenever you're putting underpasses through it, you're going beneath the water table. Yeah, yeah. That's tricky. That's difficult. In that location as well. Yeah, yeah, and you have to get the water out. You're going to have to put something for pumping and all that kind of stuff. Now, interestingly, it's northbound... Is, is is two lanes. Yeah. But going southbound is only one. 
because of the merging traffic, of the merging the traffic which is a good thing but yeah. they, it's wide enough to be made into two should yeah. somebody decide Wait you know you know why now, not? tell us an interesting fact about the underpass that people may not realize an interesting fact about the underpass it has a very special status emphasis on the special if you don't you, get this, I'm oh, no, no, I, I know, I know, I know what you're saying. Just uh, I, I think about a lot of things when I think of this underpass, but I think I know what you mean. It's special road. It is. Tell people what that means. Special road means that the road has um, well, it's limited access, the same as a motorway. Yeah. So it's know? a motorway without the M. Without the M. And so, without well, the hard shoulders. Well, why don't we just call it a motorway? E seven two five M. Yeah. So, well, you, you can't special special roads obviously have the same restrictions restrictions as as motorways the good way to think of it is all motorways are special roads yes but not all special roads are motorways that's right and i remember when nick twig joined us uh, last year we spoke about that as well we did about yeah. special regulation so, so it, podcast 11 if you want to know all about what that means yeah go back and so there, there are restrictions on that and you're made aware of that when you yeah. go through on what certain vehicles can use it and yeah. can't use it and there it. are signs on the ground that actually highlight that fact hmm. um you know the, the no horse and cart for example, oh, yeah. uh, no mopeds, motorbikes under 50cc. It's a shame. Know, I want to take my stallion through there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's funny, you know, but, uh, you know, that that's 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 what it is. Uh, but obviously not built to motorway standards, but has restrictions. A limited access highway. Good way of saying it. Yes. Okay, before we move on to the E8, hmm. is there anything else about the E725 that you would like to add? Now, we haven't really spoken about the E726 up in East Kilbride, but no. I think that deserves its own topic later on. Yeah, maybe we will do. We'll speak more about East Kilbride, speak about the GSO. GSO is another interesting one. The and Stuartfield Way and Green Hills Road, because oh, they're drilling yes. Green Hills Road in parts at the moment. Yeah, now we covered some of this yeah. in a podcast a yeah. little while ago. City so deal, we, yeah. we mm -hmm. did say we would we would come back to these, and one day, I think, Stuart, we're going to have to get out in the car. We're going to go drive first and see what's happening up there, yeah. and then we'll report back yes definitely all right so, so don't go no. uh, <laughs> we'll come back for that nah no worries well i think that kind of wraps up the 725 any other funny anecdotes or facts or anything that you can think about about this mm. lovely very useful and characterful road not off the top of my head uh, no. I, I think that is definitely a convenient moment to move to the a8 yeah which is another fairly important or until very recently was a very important larger route mm. uh, until it was uh uh, superseded by the M8 between now, Bailston and Newhouse. It has a uh, troubled history. One yes. thing, we'll don't know what angle we're going to take. Well, maybe we'll talk about the route and then we'll talk about the history. Yeah. So the section we're going to talk about runs um, from Bailston. Yeah. It so, runs to so Newhouse. So the original section between Bailston and Newhouse mm -hmm. Roundabout, Newhouse Cross, mm -hmm. was constructed in the 1930s, the 20s and 30s. Okay. okay. All right. Well, that, that that's was way back before. Yeah. And at that time, Anything of our ilk. at that time, it was built as a wide S two single carriageway road, mm -hmm. with at grade junctions with Shawhead, mm -hmm. Chapel Hall, mm -hmm. uh, Burgedy, and Newhouse. You're, and for, you're forgetting Eurocentral. No, no. <laughs> yes, yeah, very funny, very funny. <laughs> uh, but it was left wide enough. Mm. Uh, or the land that was there was left wide enough to allow it to be widened to dual carriageway at some point in the future. Mm. And that happened in 1960 and 1961. When the so they, well, hold on a minute. So they they decided, right, we'll 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 slap another carriageway down yep. in the same alignment. The if you look at the entire stretch of E8 from Bailston Cross, yeah, all the way to Newbridge, in mm. Edinburgh, Newbridge in Edinburgh, Newbridge. You follow the original E8. The entire length of that road has bridges mm. that have unused 
what's I've, no, I've noticed this if you particularly near a new bridge by yep. Broxburn mm-hmm. up all these kind of places they've got very wide there bridges are many sections yeah. of it that were left behind even Salisbury Salisbury well. Salisbury very straight the road yeah. and you can see it's the tree line that gives it away yep and you can see the unused bit but we, basically, we drove that yeah yeah basically mm. it was determined when when they were looking into building a new route between between Edinburgh and Glasgow that it was it was more effective to build a new motorway and a new offline alignment mm-hmm. because Hart Hill and places like that would be less affected so that's what happened there so anyway so back to Bealston and the new house so the the, the <laughs> okay. drilling was carried out in 1960-61 they added in the grade separated junctions at Burgeddy or Drum Park as it was at that time, Drum Park mm-hmm. Farm. Uh, then there was Shaw Head, mm-hmm. which was also done before the Bells Hall Bypass. It was just a connection with North Road mm-hmm. at that time. And then we had Chapel Hall, mm-hmm. which was staggered across uh, various slip roads, mm-hmm. Calderbank, Chapel Hall. And then we had Newhouse. Now, the road didn't continue in that straight line to Newhouse where Junction 6 is, or the mm-hmm. M8 at the moment. It went diagonally across what's now the co-op and breaks uh, distribution. Uh, mm-hmm. Center right across there and terminated just west of the existing mm-hmm. Newhouse Cross, which is yeah. where the A73 meets the A779. Okay. Um, at the moment, coming up from Hollytown. Uh, and that existed until the M8 was constructed in the 60s, yeah. the section, the, the Newhouse to Hart Hill stretch. So here's the thing. Yeah. Um, so you're saying they jeweled it in the 60s. Yeah. All right. But they also were constructing the M8 in the mid 60s. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, the Edinburgh bits of M8, yeah. Why not just build it as motorway back then? Because, with because the time, we were stuck with it being an all-purpose road until, what, 2017? Well, well, at the time it was decided to duel the A8, the decision had not yet been made to construct a new M8 on an off, off-line alignment, mm. uh, or at that time it hadn't actually been determined whether all sections between Glasgow and Edinburgh would be motorway. That decision never came yep. until 1963. So the road was already completed by then. So you can see that when they actually started to think about the new motorway mm. to be built, that stretch of Bales and Newhouse was actually the most advanced section of the entire route at that time. Ah, uh, yes. So that explains why that then went to the bottom of the pile for improvement. Now, there yeah, were sections... It's a bit like the, the A74. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were sections of the old A8, particularly up through Hart Hill, Kirkashots, that had a horrendous safety record. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so they were prioritised, and, and we had the Kirkashots bypass, then became the M8, and various other bits of burn. Uh, Newbridge, blah, 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 that all happened. So the A8 continued for another, what, 30 years, as mm. it was, jewelled at crossing points. You could turn into farms and things at that point across the centre res because it was fairly quiet. Mm-hmm. Those were eventually sealed up through the 90s. Um, the road got busier and busier and busier and ended up way over capacity. Mm-hmm. They first decided in 1974 that they were going to upgrade the stretch between Bailston and Newhouse to motorway. As far back as that? Yes. It's the first document that we have that mentions that would be upgraded. Mm. Now, the intention was that it would be an online upgrade to dual three-lane motorway. Well, yeah, of course. And it would connect with the the, the dual two-lane motorway from Newhouse Mm -hmm. onwards, eastwards from there. Now, the various political and social changes, blah, 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 that happened through the late 70s and the 80s meant that it didn't proceed. Strathclyde had a design. It was intended that in April 1980, when the section to Bales and Interchange opened, mm-hmm. they envisaged that by 1984, a section would be constructed between Bailston and Shaw Head. Uh, okay, all right. Now, that didn't... <coughs> excuse me. Excuse me. You're right there. Yes, I'm choking. You can me. have some of my water if you yeah. want. So th- I can throw it at you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you would love to. <laughs> now, that didn't happen, as you know. Mm. By 1988, Strathclyde had revised their plans with Scottish office backing. Um... 
to widen the entire route online from Bailsnit Newhouse. And we've actually seen some of that. Now, that was like a roundabout junction with Shaw Head, like a diamond uh, mm. sort of a layout where, where a roundabout in the middle just would never have worked with yeah. the foes that hit it eventually. That was delayed as well because funding went elsewhere, the M74 in the south and other parts Again, of the Again, because it's already jeweled and grade yeah, separated. Exactly. It's like... Hmm. Now this all changed around about 1993, 94, hmm. when they decided that they were going to complete this section of the route as a DBFO, so Private Finance Initiative, Design, Build, Finance and Operate route, hmm. which would have built a dual three-lane motorway from Bailiston all the way to Shorts, Junction 5. So that would be upgrading an existing section of motorway from two to three. Yes. Terrific idea. Yeah, and that was all, all set to go ahead and they went through the whole tender stage and then the government changed in 1997 and they cancelled it. They wanted oh, yes. to review all roads projects across the country. deal for transport. Yeah, so that, yeah. that project was cancelled and, and the contracts were very almost signed at that point. Mm, so that, that was, that was cancelled. Well, there, there was, you go. There was advanced works carried out and a lot of the embankments were strengthened between Newhouse and Shorts to allow for the third lane mm -hmm. to go in. So that, that work had already been done, so a lot of money mm -hmm. had been spent. Yeah. So that was cancelled. And then the Scottish Parliament came into existence and that delayed things further. Mm -hmm. In this time, the corridor was utterly overcapacity it, it was bad i mean uh, in the night because we've got to remember this was yeah it was a great set of dual carriageway but no hard shoulders on it yep. it, ha it had daft wee accesses on it That's as right. well and it was with gaps in the central res yep. and, and the eurocentral junction was added in 1997 as well but that was left yep. wide enough to cater accommodate the future motorway so yes. that came along that added traffic as well so thank you whoever done that so as a stopgap <laughs> measure the road was crumbling it hadn't been yeah. improved since 1960 mm -hmm. they had to do something and the Scottish executive put out a 25 million pound contract uh, designed by Scott Wilson and constructed by Balfour Beatty to add hard shoulders mm -hmm. and rebuild reconstruct the carriageway in both directions mm -hmm. and that's basically what happened between Newhouse and Bilson we got the hard shoulders so that breakdowns and incidents there was some space to kick the broken down vehicle off the main road mm-hmm and as we mentioned earlier, there was one or two amendments to show head at that time. They added the roundabout at the north. That added, it helped us, the situation a wee bit, but really the bridge there, the narrow bridge, which had two lanes in one direction, one in another, was the, the weak link. Mm. So it didn't really improve the situation too much at Shawhead. Mm. In the meantime, there was more and more and more political dithering about exactly what we were going to do and how. And eventually they decided in around about 2003, after the Central Scotland Corridor study, that yeah, we do actually need the motorway. Yeah. After wasting eight years, basically. Um, and they decided it would be partially offline, partially online. Basically, the project that was constructed from 2014 to 2018. All right. Yeah. So that's what we've ended up with. And the A8, uh, particularly the section between Bailston and uh, Eurocentral, was retained as a parallel distributor route. Which I think is a great thing. Yeah. I do. I think that's a really, really good idea because they, they've kept the M8 as like an express corridor, yeah. haven't yeah. they? Mm -hmm. And then they've got this collector distributor yeah. See, so you've got four carriageways in places what they found one of the, the difficult thing that had to be considered as part of that corridor between Bailston and Newhouse was that a lot of traffic using it was local or regional mm, traffic junction hopping it yeah, was really yeah, yeah. one of the only important cross Lanarkshire routes mm. you know so if I wanted to go from say Motherwell to Coat Bridge mm -hmm. chances are you're going to use a part of the A725 yeah. and, or the A8 sorry and then the same if you were going to like, showcase cinemas or, or the M8, you're going to use the A8, even yeah. if you're, you know, if you're I used to use small, it for yeah. that reason. Yeah, yeah. You would, you would junction up it. So basically, what they, they determined was we'll build the M8 for through traffic, regional mm -hmm. and national traffic, interurban traffic, mm -hmm. and the A8 would be retained for these local journeys. And that's basically why there's limited access to certain yeah. parts of the network. I, I, I do like it. I yeah. do. It's good. But, yeah, so uh, it does work very well. 
In terms of changes coming down the line for the eight, there is an intention, I believe, to make Carnbro full access. Mm. There's a roundabout due to go in there as part of the city deal uh, that will allow you to come off and go into Carnbro and you know do all directions basically. Yeah, Whereas at the moment you can only accommodate go off. a freight terminal as well. Yeah, there's it, aspects right? of that as well, which yeah. are a bit up in the air. Mm. Uh, so that's you know that's all going to come down the line as well. Oh, well. So, so it has a history. It has a sorry. It has a future. That's a very yeah. interesting history and has a very interesting future potential. Yeah. You can still see those original parts of it though, around oh, about yeah. Bargetti and going and the up, old railway bridge at Cutty Sark. You know, the Cutty Sark Bridge, which oh, is named as such because of the iconic old, structure yeah, on it, yeah. Because it had the advert for Cutty Sark whiskey on it for so many years. There it's just go. now referred to as Cutty Sark. Yeah. Um, you know, so that that's that was all refurbished as well. So that's, know, that's all there. Yeah. It's all going to be there. So that's an interesting one. Any any final thoughts or questions on it that you may have? No, not really, to be honest with you. You've you've done you've done an absolute number on it there, to be honest with you, speaking about it there. I I I've sat here and actually learned some things. Yeah, so. it's an it's an interesting I know, I know it's I know it's a road that's close to your heart, so yeah, it's no, one of these fine. ones that's, uh, you know, that was, as you say, was being from the local area. Yes, you know, very uh, much so. Yeah, I know it pretty it's well. Step. Yep. Okay. So, is it question time? I think so. Have we got time for yes, we a couple? Have. Yes, we've got time for a couple of questions, most okay. definitely. Okay. All right. What's our first question, Stuart? Now, the first question that's come in, and I have to apologise to the person who asked the question because I've actually lost the details of who it was. It was a Facebook question. Mm-hmm. And they were asking us about the the recent discussion about the construction of a potential crossing from uh, Stranraer to Arn, you know, from Scotland across. I, to I remember Island. this. This has been in the news, hasn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. This this is something, um, but this has been mooted before. Yeah. So this is the bridge that connects Scotland to, to Northern, Northern Ireland. Ireland. Basically, the question was really about the feasibility of it. Right. We measured this, did we not? And yeah. had a look, and it's actually a longer distance. Than the crossing that's between Denmark and Sweden. Yeah, the the Orison, uh, Bridge, which, which is a, a tremendous crossing. Yeah, to be honest yeah. with you, this this would be one of the biggest civil engineering projects that Britain has ever done. Yeah, something equivalent to Eurotunnel. Yeah, because what's that? Thirty miles? Is that thirty miles? Eurotunnel? I, I don't. I don't know if it's quite thirty. Miles. Is it thirteen miles? Some. I don't know. We'd, some, we'd have to. We'd have to check. We need not, to check not, that. Not, But there's hmm. twenty five miles from from so from from Port Patrick. Across to Warren is like 25 miles of straight line on the map. Okay, so um, to, to answer the question, I love it in principle, to be honest with you. I think a road yeah, bridge going, it, going, going, an idea is, is fantastic. There are some challenges, though. Hmm? The distance is one. Two, what about fault lines or anything like that in there? The other thing is I'm pretty sure there's a whole load of uh, munitions uh, that are buried down there. Yeah, was it the Beaufort, the Beaufort Dyke or something? Yeah, something the like that. Yeah. So we'd have to go and blow all that up. Um, and uh, <laughs> I don't know what the uh, the implications are, certainly environmentally, for doing something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there is a civil engineering aspect. What do we do? Do we make an artificial island, have a bridge one section, tunnel, tunnel another section? You know, <clears> or do we tunnel a whole lot and just sink preformed sections underneath? Do we come up with maybe a, it's similar to Eurotunnel? We have a rail system. Yeah. Where would it go from? Yeah. So the other one was Stranraer, mm-hmm. but then there's also the option you could probably put it up the Campbelltown way. You could. So it's not just the crossing, but now then you have to think, hmm, how do we link that to the, to the wider network? Yeah. Yeah. So if you were to put it from Stranraer, that'll mean an upgrade of the A75. 
but that yeah that's right and, and but that, i think that route would probably have much more benefit from a uk perspective mm-hmm. you know, traffic coming up from the south looking to cross mm. over and go to northern ireland having it in that location would be far more economically advantageous yeah. i believe than having it going across from campbelltown but the campbelltown is less distance it is less distance but it's more distance in terms of coming up the m74 coming through mm. glasgow going across how are you going to get across to dunoon then from mm. dunoon across to the is it the Kintyre peninsula yeah and then from there across, i don't think that option would work i don't think there's much benefit to that yeah. I think the I think the Port Patrick to Warren offers the best option. No, you know from a you can build anything. Of course you can. You can. Yeah, the civil engineering knows no bounds. Nope. Um, but the cost. Hmm. That's where the, that's where the, that's it. It's that? um it's it's probably something not far off HS two. To be honest with you, it's yeah. it's it's massive, yeah, it's massive and considering the, the the issues with the cost and that, it's, just it's certainly not a project that the Scottish government or the Northern Irish Assembly could afford on their own. Mm. Yeah, I think I think a huge pulling of resources together yeah. na- na- of national import. It is of national yeah. importance. Yeah, yeah, you know? I would say so. Uh, you know, it's way beyond the capabilities of the two mm. the two devolved uh, administrations. I would say. Then again, Russia built a massive bridge to connect up to Crimea. Yeah, and they just got that through. But that's Russia. Yeah, you know we we work differently here. Yes, it's of not course. just as easy as that. <laughs> right. Okay. So I hope that answers that, that yes. question. Okay. Uh, the second question that came in, again, I'm sorry, I lost the details. I believe the guy's name was Craig Smith. Right. I think it might have been a Twitter question. He was asking. Craig was asking uh, when the M8 around the north of the city centre, so what we know as the north flank, when was it widened and what work was done. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember this one coming in. That was the one that they done in the ninth. So it was three lanes in each direction originally. The That's north right. flank. So they yep. added an extra lane, and they done that in what ninety four. Yeah, I think it was. Well, the last sort of project finished in ninety six. Um, so basically, they added an extra lane from basically from Townhead, from where the Loop U slip road comes on. So that's the one coming That's from the tight loop. Yeah, yeah, that comes from. So there was an extra lane added from there on the westbound side all the way through to the off slip at Great Western Road. Mm-hmm. That was achieved by widening the Craig Hall Bridge very slightly, but also by adding on an extra lane to Woodside Viaduct. Mm. They utilised some of the space that had been set aside for mm. the Mary Hill Motorway connection and were able to squeeze an extra lane in through there. And they did a wee bit of parapet upgrading and stuff like that as well. So that's why we, that's what we have the situation at the moment where you've got a lane going off to Great Western Road, two continuing west on the M8, and then mm. the other one going off to Charing Cross. Originally, it was only three lanes through there. Uh, similarly, on the eastbound side, they used a bit of space that had been set aside for the Mary Hill connection to mm-hmm. add an extra lane there. Another wee bit of widening on the uh, the mm-hmm. Craig Hall Bridge on the eastbound side. And then some amendments to the Junction 16 slip roads in the layout around about Dobie's Lone as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that that improved capacity. So you were getting about a third additional capacity compared mm-hmm. to what was here before. Fantastic. Made a difference for about three years and then just became mm. more of a problem because now you get people coming up the inside of the outside and cutting in. Yeah. So it's a bit of a victim of its own success yeah i mean really more capacity is always welcome you know but it's more the proximity of the junctions that you've got there this issue. yeah so that was all done in the early 90s um it was all done in various contracts to spread the cost mm-hmm. um as is often the case with with these things yeah. um you know no but it was, it was fairly well, that, effective that. fairly effective i would say um, that answers that yeah I, I think that's all we've really got time for this month because we are obviously keen to, to keep that John, you've got one. Is there one question you want? No, to ask no, me? there's there's nothing there at all. So I'm just uh, I'm uh, ready to ready to sign out it's because it's been again. it's been an it's been an awesome podcast. I've enjoyed talking about Lanarkshire. Yeah, I'm glad. We need to find some other county to talk about. Well, well it's, it's, it's my point. 
<laughs> oh wow, <laughs> alienate most of the listeners there, but sorry about that if you're from Renfrewshire or anywhere else. But yeah. no, we oh, love well. you too. We love you too. So, thanks for joining us this month on the Glasgow Motorway Archive podcast. Make sure you visit our website. It's Glasgow's Motorways or Glasgow's-motorways.org.uk where you can listen to our previous episodes and learn all about the Glasgow motorway system. Yeah, and remember you can subscribe to us at Apple Podcasts and on Spotify and find us at Podbean as well. Uh, make sure you never miss any of these shows. There's so many now. There's so many different topics to listen mm. to. I'm sure you'll enjoy them. While you're at it, please, please, please leave us a rating or a review or both on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends and colleagues about us as well. We're obviously very keen to spread the words. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here, be sure to look us up on Facebook Twitter and Instagram for a daily fix of photos, trivia, facts, figures and more. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you'll see regular updates on those channels. So in the meantime, sure, is there anything else? Anything else that's coming up? No, there's not a lot happening with us at the moment. Fairly quiet uh, time of year for us, thankfully. We're preparing for some of the big events yeah, coming later in the year. Other things to do. We're going uh, down to the Sabre AGM, aren't we? Yes, that's coming up very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got that coming up as well. And we've got another podcast coming in a couple of weeks. Uh, yes, but, uh, so maybe some Scotland-wide topics. Yeah, to I am preparing well. my M ninety stuff. So yeah. that's so a step. I think at that then we will say goodbye and we'll Absolutely. see you very soon. Yes, bye. bye.